Hello everyone, this is Amanda. And this is Laura. And this is Two Witches and Spooky Spirits. That's okay. It's called Haunted. Actually, they've changed the title so many times. I have trouble remembering. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but it's called Haunted Southern Nevada Ghost Towns. Oh, okay. So that's that's pretty good then. So you got a bunch of good scary stuff to tell us that's in your book then, I guess? Yeah, a lot of firsthand experience I had. Um, we filmed the documentary Real Haunts Ghost Towns. Uh-huh. And then I also filmed a TV pilot up in a mine up in Goldfield. So I have all personal experiences from the filmings as well as um, experiences from other investigators I interviewed. So there's a lot of interesting stories in there. And it also goes into the history uh-huh. behind why these towns are haunted. Oh, I bet that's interesting. Oh. Yeah. So if you want to tell us some more about it, or do you, can you tell us about it or... Does everybody need to purchase the book first? No, I I won't make you guys purchase the book, but if anyone wants to, it is available on uh, Amazon, Books a Million, and Barnes & Noble for pre-sale. It comes out August 22nd. And essentially what I did is I didn't want it to be, it's part of the Haunted America collection for History Press. So they didn't really want to include information on how to conduct investigations So I more or less dove into the history behind these ghost towns. Um, Like the first couple chapters talk about what what makes a ghost town as well as why ghost towns are haunted, why some ghost towns are not haunted. For example, it's just because nobody can get to them because they're so far out of the way. So there's no reports that they're haunted. So it's not really because they're not haunted. Uh It's just no one has reported it. And then it also talks about what I found interesting is the uh, concept of Tommyknockers. And these are little, most of the time they're described as almost like leprechaun looking. But every culture has their own version of the Tommyknocker. And it was viewed in Nevada as um, if you heard the knocking of a Tommyknocker, you had to get out of the mine because it was about to collapse. And it was either, it could either have been the actual mine creaking causing the knocking which gave warning, or it could have really been a paranormal entity saying, hey, get out. And then there were some people who viewed it as um, the tummy knockers were to blame for a lot of the mines collapsing as well as mischievous activity. And if you go back um, even through like um, Jewish beliefs, they um, their beliefs of the tummy knocker, they never manifested on Saturdays or on Jewish holidays. So I also take a look into how some of the paranormal activity that we encounter is self-manifestation. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and then we cover everything from basically Belmont South. So there's Goldfields, Gold Point, Nelson, 
Um, I included the Hoover Dam because even though Boulder City is not really a ghost town, it's more of a ghost town in comparison to what the population used to be. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So you just done, you've done all that traveling around. Uh, Go ahead, Laura. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you guys broke up. You're good. I said, go ahead and ask her what you were going to ask her, Laura. Did you hear me? Um, like manifestations. Okay, what about manifestations? You were talking about how some of them could be manifestations. Yes, um, I do bring that up throughout the story, uh, throughout the book, um, on how some of our activity is... Um, I've been doing a lot of research recently with the Warren Legacy Foundation and Chris McKinnell on how some of the paranormal activity we encounter is actually self-manifestation. So I do approach it in the book as in the aspect of, are we encountering these paranormal entities because we've been told all these stories over the years and we expect them to be haunted? And so are these hauntings actual self-manifestations of our truly believing it is. So when you have a hundred different paranormal teams, like for example, going through the Goldfield Hotel, they experienced sounds of a baby crying in the basement because there was stories that George Wingfield threw a baby down a mine shaft in the basement when there's actually no mine shaft in the basement. And the mine shaft on the property was not developed until after Wingfield had passed. So that story is more of an urban legend, but now there's that manifestation of hearing the baby crying in the basement. It's kind of wondering, is it attached to the story or is it really a spirit of a baby crying from a different story? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially like, because I've heard of that happening. Um, I've heard of that before where people manifest things mm -hmm. and... Um, some people, I think it's just like with the spirits and ghosts, like, I wonder if the manifestation thing has something to do with like, you really believe in believing in them and then that happening or how it works. You know what I mean? It's just crazy how it's different, but it's the same, you know? Exactly. And one story that I always bring up is the uh, Philip experiment that they did in Canada. Oh, okay. Where... Tell us about that the group of friends would get together every day for lunch and they would talk about their dear departed friend, Philip, who never existed. But then over time, they started getting EVPs from a Philip. And so it's one of those things where, is it a spirit that is taking on this persona just to kind of be like, Hey, this isn't in, you know, to this group or it, did they really manifest, you know, Philip? That's crazy. Yeah. That is very interesting. Huh. I don't think I ever heard of that story either. That's mm -hmm. that, that very interesting. But I have heard stories about uh, Tommy knockers, but I didn't know that they were the way you explained them. I had heard some, but that's probably off like a movie. I think mine was off a movie I'd heard it from. So it's probably mm -hmm. like two totally different things. But there, there's so many different stories on Tommy knockers that I came across, and I pretty much focused on the Nevada version of them because mm -hmm. it was hit or miss with them. It was, you know, you were either 100% believed that they were there to help you or you were 100% believing that they were there to harm you. There was no in-between or 
And there was, um, there's a photo that I took. Um, there's a display at the Macaw School of Mines in Henderson. And it's of what is believed to have been captured of a Tommyknocker in the early 1900s. Oh. And even though I don't have the original photo, um, I took a photo of the photo that they have on display. Mm-hmm. And I've done everything I can to like say, you know, maybe it was double exposure, but it doesn't match up enough. And I truly believe that they did capture a ghost in that photo. Yeah, I think, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, because like when we were last week, me and Laura were doing the Abraham Lincoln um, stuff to do with his spirit. And they caught mm-hmm. his, you know, a picture of him and his wife and he shows up in the picture. So it was kind of the same thing. Like, was it, did they, you know like edit it but they didn't have stuff like that back then so i don't know how that works but yeah if i minored in photography in college and if it all depends on how creative they were back then Mm -hmm. but i've seen that photo and it's really hard because how he has his hands on her shoulders yeah that would have been really hard to fake but they could have easily have done a double exposure Mm-hmm. But if it was taken after he had passed and the way his hands were, I, I don't see how he could have done, you know, how they could have done that. Yeah, that's, a, I don't understand that either back then. But I mean, I guess, like you said, but they didn't have like everything to do that with. So if they did it, it it's like, I don't know how, but <laughs> I believe it. So mm-hmm. I think we lost Laura there for no, me back then. Yeah. Okay. I was like, she went away, but like, <laughs> my we'll phone back. my phone is just so weird. I know. But um me and Heather was just talking about um how Abraham Lincoln showed up in his wife's picture. We were talking about double exposure. That's what yeah. we were talking about. And that's what she was saying about the Tommy knockers, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what were those questions, Laura, that you were going to ask her tonight? They were, I know they were really, really interesting, and I forgot what they were. Um, oh, we, I was going to ask you, uh, your bucket list. Where Where are some places that you can't wait to visit? Um, well, I'm looking forward to getting back to Gettysburg. That's one place that I've always felt connected with. Um, and I've had some of my most memorable experiences there. But as far as my bucket list, um, I would say the Sydney Opera House. Um, I really want to do the, even though I don't think they allow paranormal investigations there, I want to do the Tower of London. Ooh. Um, a- any pub in Ireland. Same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're Irish too. So that would, yeah, that'd yep. be cool. Yeah, and then um, I wish I had done it when I still lived out there, but um, the Winchester Mansion. I want to go so bad. I do too. Like, so I'm going. We're going to go. I just don't know when, but I want (laughs) to go there so bad. Yeah, and I would actually Alcatraz, and even not so much for paranormal activity, just to go for the history. Yeah, Yeah. that's just an interesting place in Mm -hmm. general. And it's beautiful out there. I think it is. Like, with just being out in the middle of no, you know, just out in the middle of the water, and it's so eerie just being there. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. It's interesting, but definitely. Um, what are some of the other um, things that are in your book that we need to know about? Like that are really, really good, and like that'll pop out at you and make you scared. 
Um, I guess I would say um, one of them would be the uh, experience, the firsthand experience that we had at the Florence Mine, which is in Goldfield. Okay. In 2019, I think it was. It was just before the pandemic hit. So 2019, actually 2020. Um, my The team I was on at the time, we were invited up to Florence Mine to film a documentary for one of the major news networks. Uh, not a documentary, a pilot. And um, while we were there, we did everything from staying inside the uh, mine owner's home for the night. We went into the mill house where I actually heard talking and it sounded like people were actually working. In the mill. Um, then we went into a collapsed mine area. And when I was back there, and I go into a lot more detail in the book on this, but when we were back in that collapsed mine area, um, I literally felt like I was being crushed. Oh, I started oh. crying. I started hearing men screaming. And from after they put, they actually pulled me out of the area. And once I was removed, I was perfectly fine. But from what we understand is the mine had collapsed and I don't know a hundred percent, but I think they weren't able to recover all the men who were stuck in there. Oh man. Oh, that's like one of my worst fears. Yes. We, me and Laura are both claustrophobic. That's, oh. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. why I was surprised I wanted to go back there because we had crawled into this. We actually, it was going nope. into the mine shaft. It was part nope, crawling. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said crawled into and you totally lost me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And no, no, no. we actually went to an area where the three of us who were there, the investigators, were able to stand up. And of course, the film crew is all around us, like squatting and climbing walls. They were they were absolutely amazing. They were like Spider-Man the whole time we were there. Um, and there was an extra shaft that I was like, you know what? Something told me I had to go down that shaft. And the Ooh. other investigators were like, okay, you can go, you know, because it wasn't enough room for us, but we weren't sure how far it went. Mm-hmm. And it dead ended into this collapsed area. And that's where it just all of a sudden happened. But something told me I had to go back there. Yeah. And, and normally I'm afraid of closed in spaces. And I would, you know, if <laughs> I don't want to say if I was in my right mind, but <laughs> it, it just isn't that, something I would have done. Do you think that you were picking up on their feelings? Like, do you think that like, it, you know, because that's a form of a mediumship. Or do you mm-hmm. think that like they were just, you know. Uh, I don't know how to say it, like trying to like actually like harm you kind of thing. I I never felt like I was in danger. I I truly, once I look back on it, I truly felt like they were just trying to let someone know how they felt. Almost like they wanted to be heard. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and then the other interesting part of that is we ended up spending the night in the mine owner's home and we were crashed in the living room. And um, I took one of the couches. Someone else took another couch. Um, one of our investigators was on the floor. And then also the mine owner's children and their friends were all, we just had one big slumber party in the living room. Mm-hmm. And it was weird in the middle of the night, I was woken up and I think it was the typical 3 a.m. theory, but someone was screaming, I didn't start the fire, like right in my ear. Oh, um, woke me up, startled me. Everyone else was sound asleep. Huh. And Goldfield had had several fires, as well as that particular mine had, um, I think they said two fires. Oh, my God. You know, what's crazy is I've, I've started, like, learning that I, I can hear them. And for some reason, I don't know, they like, like, it's mainly when I try to go to sleep. And I've learned that that's common for a lot of mediums. Um, but I, I was telling my mom a couple of nights ago, 
I just got woken up at like three in the morning, like for nothing. I felt like somebody was just like staring at me. Mm-hmm. And then all I hear and like in my head is room 233. And I'm like, like, it just kept saying room 233, room 233. And I was like, what the hell? What is? <laughs> okay. And one guess... day it'll all fall together and you'll realize, oh, that's what they meant. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, I guess somebody's here trying to tell me that they're in room 233. All right, then. Yeah, but I mean, that I don't understand. Like, it's so interesting, too. Like, they didn't actually have, like, a count, like, a number of people that didn't make it out. Or or did y'all ever figure that out? Like, no, and I need to. I actually still talk with the owner um, now because we're actually trying to plan some events for my book tour. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things where he said he would look into it, but then I never followed up because the uh, documentary, or not the documentary, the TV series got shelved because of COVID. Uh huh. So it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, okay, <laughs> and I moved on. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. Of if stuff. you if back there definitely let us know because i would definitely like to go i ain't crawling in no holes though i'm telling you that right now yeah i know we had um my book tour was set for the first the book comes out august 22nd and it was set for the first week of october mm-hmm. but i'm having knee surgery in july and my doctor won't let me fly yeah so we're probably going to end up doing it next spring but oh, it'll okay. include um because we'll also be promoting my um other book it's a uh, Las Vegas, or nope, sorry, they changed the title on that one several times too already, and I haven't even written it yet. It's um, oh Legends, Lore, and Ghosts of the Vegas Valley, Ooh, oh, as well cool. as Florida Light Haunted Florida Lighthouses. I'm working on as well. Oh, I'm right now. I'm sitting in front of a lighthouse right now. I'm in Savannah, <laughs> and I can see it. Mm-hmm. And this 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 one's very very haunted. Me and yep. Laura's been in it, and. We've been in a couple of lighthouses, but this lighthouse in particular that I'm sitting in front of right now, I'm down here working. Mm-hmm. Um, that was weird. I pulled over here, and you can actually see the lighthouse because <laughs> I was driving, so I was like, I got to pull over so everybody can hear me because I'm going to cut out. But that's weird. Mm-hmm. You said something about lighthouse because it's literally right in front of my face. But... Yep. And it's weird that they're all haunted. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I found 47 lighthouses in Florida that are haunted. Oh my God! Inclu- including this little one that's over a lake in Mount Dora, and it's inland. Mount Dora is just uh, west of Orlando. Oh my Dang. goodness! So, it, and it's on this cute little lake, and it's just this little lighthouse, maybe two, three stories tall, nothing major. And there's several reports of paranormal activity around that lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouses are on a whole nother level. Like <laughs> every one I've been in, you just get goosebumps, like. As soon as you go in there, it's just like, mm-hmm. what in the world? You can feel it. Like, it's hard to explain it, but you know, if you've been in them, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very fascinating places. But yeah, I went in the cemetery today. This is the first time I've actually been able to go in the cemetery in Savannah, in downtown Savannah, the cemetery, mm-hmm. uh, because they usually have it closed because we come down at night. But I got to walk through there today and there's a bunch of ghosts in there like you mm-hmm. can feel it but none of them i mean it was just really peaceful in there like it, it wasn't like scary or anything like that it just felt so peaceful i sat mm-hmm. in there under a tree for about two hours just sitting in there yeah what but, i've noticed in cemeteries is that the ghosts that are there are there mm-hmm. to pay their respects to their loved ones who passed before they did 
Yeah. They're, they're really not there to cause trouble. They're, they're uh-huh. just passing through like we are. Yeah, and there is a picture. Uh, somebody has a picture. Me and Laura seen are uh, on a video in the cemetery down here where there's a little boy that just hops out of a tree <laughs> and then hops back up in it and disappears. Mm-hmm. And it is creepy. But I literally went over there and sat beside that tree and I didn't feel anything, so I, I mean, I guess he was just showing himself because mm-hmm. he wanted somebody to see him. But I mean, I didn't feel any like thing there. So, right, but. typical child wanting attention. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and he got it. He got a bunch of it because that was freaky. Like, it's crazy. How have y'all caught anything on camera? Um, a couple different things. Um. The one most memorable one that I have on camera is actually in Goldfield. And we have confirmation that the building was abandoned and locked from the outside. So nobody should have been inside. Mm -hmm. But because we didn't go in the building, we don't know for sure. But I took, um, of course, I always take three photos back to back. And the um, first photo, when you look at it, you can see a glowing outline of someone's shoulders and head in the window. Uh-huh. And there's no trees, there's no nothing around it. And we were probably a good football field away. Yeah. So it wasn't our reflection or anything like that. So you could see that there's nobody around it and whatnot. And then in the next two photos, there's nothing there. Uh-huh. And, and that's really interesting that I, I captured that. And then um, just some unexplainable, like, I don't really want to say orbs because they weren't really orbs, but shadow figures. Mm-hmm. That like kind of swoop real fast, but yeah, pause it. It's really hard to determine if it was you know a reflection from outside or what it is. But that one in Goldfield. Um, but I do have a lot of audio evidence that we've captured. Yeah, who gonna bet that's interesting? That's like me though. When I took that picture in Salem, I t- mm-hmm. well, I do the same thing. I like click it like three times just to try to get something. And I sure enough got something, and I didn't even realize it till we got home. And you can see that spirit, I mean, full blown face hair. Mm-hmm. It's creepy, like, and it looks just like the lady that died. So I know it. That's who it is. It's mm-hmm. uh, what was her yeah. name? Is it in the Ropes Mansion in Salem? Um, I can't remember the her name, but it was a young girl. Her gown caught on fire, and that was the room that it happened in. And I. I got lucky and got a picture of it. And I was like, oh, woo. But it, it, because we were there on the trail once ghost towns. And I was just snapping to see if we could for the documentary. Yeah. And I didn't even, I just was flipped because I had taken so many photos. I flipped through it real quick. And then my husband's like, well, let me have a look. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think you missed something. <laughs> yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Because I and usually the- just skip by like anything that might be in the glass or in windows because nine times out of 10, it's pareidolia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they have those light, like the lightning rod looking things. Have you got any of those in your pictures? I forgot what yeah. they call them. I, I've gotten them several times, but they're, uh-huh. um, they're bugs. Oh, huh. because I sometimes don't... bugs, their wings will flap faster uh-huh. than your shutter speed. Oh, and so it's, you know, at least the ones I've captured, you could, cause yeah. once you zoom in and look at it, you can see the wings and the, it's the bug. Oh my goodness. So what is your other book about? You were talking about the one in Vegas. It's um basically, it covers everything in the Vegas Valley. So you have Red Rock Canyon, 
Um, I cover the different hauntings that happened at Bonnie Springs before it was torn down. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, Boulder City, the Pet Cemetery, and then also um, there's a lot of mobster related paranormal activity in Vegas. So mm -hmm. it covers a lot of that as well as, you know, like the deaths. And I've actually had to start researching it a little bit more because they've recently found several um, almost like chemical canisters mm -hmm. with bodies in them as the lake <gasps> Oh, that's the ones Laura's talking about. Yeah. Or... So I got to look into it because one of the names that popped up that they identified, it was like, he's believed to be the ghost that haunts, you know, Circus Circus. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> So I yeah. need to do some more research to confirm that. Yeah, Laura was saying something about one of them might have been Jimmy Hoffa or something. I was like, what? No, I haven't seen that, but I've seen yeah. it. Um, the guy who, he used to run Circus Circus, and then he was known for several deaths, and he was a hitman, but then he disappeared. That's probably who it is. They yeah. just probably, you know, how for <laughs> reviews or whatever, they're just like, ooh, let me say this is who this <laughs> is. But that makes more sense. Because I still, like, it's crazy the things that they did, like, Mafia. They, and they still do it. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't mess with the Mafia. I know nope. that. <laughs> but, yeah. You know what, talk, like, earlier when you were talking about going in uh, mines and stuff, the one place that I want to go to, but I'm not sure if I could ever actually uh, have the the you know, the courage to go into would probably be the catacombs under Paris. Yeah, man said I want to go there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind going there. I was about to say, have you ever been there? No, no. Actually, the only place out of the country that I've been to that could possibly be haunted, and I shared it recently on my page, um, we took a cruise and we went to Puerto Vallarta and we took a Jeep tour. And... Um, the Jeep tour took us to the small little town in the mountains and they had this cutest little church there. And while everyone else is looking at the buildings, I'm like attracted to this church. And when I went in, I just knew I wasn't alone and it was really interesting. Hmm. I bet that's good. Spooky, like, spooky. Yeah. That's creepy. Like I like going in places like that and a lot of people get scared, but me and Laura love it. Like if we mm -hmm. get started to get creeped up, we're like, okay, something's going on. <laughs> it's just don't take her to the witch's graveyard. She don't like it there. Like we have a witch's graveyard where we live and mm -hmm. that place is Oh my gosh. I've never gotten like so much bad energy in one spot. But you know, it's not the cemetery itself. It's the things people have done in the cemetery yeah. that have drawn all that negative stuff there. It's not even anything to do with it's like Satanist and they devil worship and they do all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. out there. And they had to close the um they actually have to keep it chained up and then people still go in there and vandalize stuff. So I don't even think it's anything to do with the spirits. There it's just the you know, the people that are bringing things that are not meant to be there, there, and then that just opens up a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there, it's creepy, I can tell you that. But, is there anything else you want to tell us about your book? Did we interrupt you on? Oh, no, no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> it's whatever you guys want to know about it. It's, you know. Um. What's some more experiences you have in your book that you didn't tell us about? In I'm trying to think, 
the one in um, the, um, the mining, or not the mining, the uh, ghost towns one. I did mm -hmm. um, experience some things at, in good, not good springs, um, gold point. Mm -hmm. And that was more or less, um, I mean, out there. Normally, I don't use a spirit box, but because we were nowhere near radio stations, we used it, and mm -hmm. we were getting so many different voices, men and women coming across saying hello. Like It was almost like they were bombarding us. They wanted someone to talk to so badly. But then when I went into the bar, again, I was overwhelmed with emotion, um, very, very sad in the bar area. So it was kind of weird. And then paranormal researcher who might have had ufo experiences out there oh. they had seen several things in the sky you know lights um lights moving even on the ground in strange patterns so it wasn't following any type of traffic pattern mm -hmm. and then um i did have someone i interviewed regarding the goldfield high school because that's one location in goldfield i had never been able to investigate mm-hmm and it's interesting, the experiences that they had with um, just sitting in the hallway and hearing high heels walking by them. Um, they were talking about how there's, they said that they were getting ready to leave a room and they had said, well, I guess no one's here with us today. They went home and checked their audio recording and it's like, but we are here is what they captured. Oh, yeah. You know, so a lot of, lot of interesting things that happen in the different ghost towns. Um, I know in Henderson, I included the uh, Macaw School of Mines mm -hmm. just because, you know, mining towns and even though it's not part of a real ghost town, but I used to volunteer there and I had so many experiences at this place. Um, it It's just everything from seeing a little boy apparition around a train that came from Area 51, um, actually having interactions with um, a spirit named Douglas and having communications and you know it was like one, one time it was funny and i didn't include this in the ghost towns one but it'll be in the vegas one i was in there and i had said you know i was like you know are you going to talk to me today and he was like being very quiet and i had hit my head on a birdcage that was hanging from the ceiling mm -hmm. and i heard an audible laugh oh no <laughs> and i was like yeah you're here uh -huh. <laughs> and one thing that I did find interesting, and it's it's creepy yet interesting, um, I did a lot of volunteer work at the museum, and they opened up the first Saturday of every month to the public. Because what Macaw School of Mines does is they're, um, they have an above-ground simulated mine. So when you walk into this, it's like you're underground. And it was created by the guy who did the Indiana Jones exhibit at Disney. And um, they do free school tours to teach and educate students about mining and the mining industry. And they offer the, you know, the tours are completely free to the local schools. Um, so on, as part of their fundraising, they would open the first Saturday of every month to the public um, for just a small fee. It was like $2 a person to get in. And I volunteered by helping with the tours. They offered panning for the kids. And um, I also did some different crafts for the kids to do. And I had one little girl. I was outside. My table for the craft was just outside the entrance to the mine. And one little girl came to me and said, can you please thank the guy that's in there for talking to me about mining? Oh. And I looked at the other volunteer who was standing next to me and we're like, all volunteers are accounted for and there's nobody in there. So we're thinking there's some creepy man. 
Oh God. <laughs> hanging out inside the mine. So we weren't running in there and all the back doors and exits were locked. So there was no way anyone could have gotten out and there was nobody there. And we asked the, you know, the kid explained to us what they looked like. Oh, they were wearing overalls and they had a mining hat on. And we're like, nobody here is dressed like that. Oh my God. So, and it's, I actually had seen, cause they, in the back of the mine, they had, um, an old elevator shaft that they had um, brought from one of the mines. I think it was in Searchlight or Nelson. And around that area, people would see the spirit of a miner walk into the elevator and then disappear. Whoa. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess if you um, would like to plug your new, like your books coming out and everything, um, and let people know where to find them and all that good stuff and we appreciate you coming back on and it was very interesting and I'm going to definitely check your books out so well thank you for having me again um, Haunted Southern Nevada Ghost Towns will be released on August 22nd and it is currently up for pre-order I've spotted it on Barnes and Noble um, Books a Million and Amazon and I've also heard from some other people that they've walked into their small town bookstore and have ordered it. Um, so you can pre-order it through there. And then the other two books I have, I've signed contracts for, but if I have my way, I'll have four books next year. Um, but the two I've signed contracts for is Legends, Lore, and Ghosts of the Vegas Valley and Haunted Florida Lighthouses. And both of those will be out August or September of 2023. All right. Well, thank you very much. And we will definitely be talking to you again, I'm sure. Oh, perfect. Just let me know anytime. Yep. And you have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.